Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw, episode number 39. We're here, we're ready to do some football chat. Kai, you do waffle when you do the intro. Yeah, sometimes you know, you just got to go with it. We've got a special episode today because we thought... Fuck it, we're bored of talking about the Prem. Mate, you're 49 seconds in, you sworn. My, sw- sworn? Sworn a word? You just sworn up. Swore. Sw- you sweared. You sweared? F- Who cares? Oh, mate. We've got well. a special episode. We decided, I said we're bored of talking about the Prem. It's still about the Prem. But instead of talking about this week's Prem, we've decided top 10. We're doing it. Top 10 Premier League wingers. This season. This season, that going is, forward, yeah. we're not doing off like vibes or off past. Because we were saying previous, we were like, oh, should we do like top 10 and then talk about history? But then you've got the likes of Willian getting there because yeah, well, they've like, got if you did like, if you did top 10 current Premier League wingers. Now, we're talking about men that are on smoke right now. And are probably going to smoke on going forward, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, every single time. Yeah, man. Do you so, want to kick it off with your, your number 10? Now, nah, I reckon... Do some notable... Om- well, I was uh, going to yeah, say... your omissions. Go on. Notable omissions from my... T- so, we both got a top 10 list. We're going to run through our top 10 list, but we'll do some notable omissions that we think, oh, he's a baller, but he hasn't got in my top 10. And I'll start. Dejan Kulisevsky for Spurs. I think if you came into Not this... Not in my top If 10. we did this last season, he's probably like number four. Yeah. He he's, was class. But- I don't know if it's in line with Spurs' drop-off, but his drop-off has been pretty serious. Yeah, Everyone's I mean, talking about Son. He and Son has dropped off, but Kulusevski has as well. Yeah, but the thing is, though, Son was like pretty much all about his output, whereas Kulusevski was he was like sort of the glue between the attack and the midfield. He was the ball carrier. He's not really allowed to do this, do that this season. He like that's what he was effective at was like also like getting to the byline or, or like he was he was just a really big presence in that team, mm. um, and he's he's quite a big player for a, a winger. Do you know what I mean? So he sort of was is a bit of an option with an outball. But yeah, he was the ball carrier. He was the sort of the shuffler between that midfield and attack. He was their transitional master, but he's fallen off hard this season. Off. But I don't. I don't checked out the team now. I think Richardson's starting. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, he's, if this uh, had been, you know, I think he is a good player. Teams. And if he was in a team that wasn't Spurs, he might be in the top ten. But right now, he's not doing it for me. So see you later, mate. Another player that I quite like. But isn't doing it, Jared Bowen. Is he yeah. good or is he actually just a bit shit? I think he just had a, like an excellent run of form. Yeah, I think we've seen it. Because it was like a whole season, pretty much. Yeah, he was excellent, but so were like West Ham in general. Yeah, it might be. And like, so I don't, I don't know if you take him out of that West Ham team and put him in a, like a better team. Mm. Does he perform? Because was slightly better when Liverpool were like interested in him. As like a salary replacement, I reckon that would have been a mess. He would, I he's just, not good enough. I don't. There's something about him when I watch him playing. I'm like, he is a good player. He is a really good player, but he's not an elite, elite winger. He's not like no. he's not electric. Yeah, but yeah, Jared Bowen. He's a he, prove me wrong, mate. And then one more for you, and we'll get into the top ten. Harvey Barnes. Where do you stand on Harvey Barnes? Because every I, time I watch him, I think he's quality. Yeah, he's I think such he's, a handful. He's you know. But why hasn't he like? Kicked on to that next level, got himself like a top six move. I think like, when Leicester was sort of uh, like falling off their, their beginning of their fall from grace after their phenomenal couple of seasons, he sort of became a part of the team. He sort of grew into his role. And there was there was like match runs where he'd go and he scored in like four consecutive games. And he was a lecture. He was their sort of 
when Jamie Vardy obviously wasn't doing it anymore, he was the go-to man. Him and Madison sort of split yeah. that role. But Leicester, like, they fell off so hard. Like, Tielemans don't want to be there. The only player who really puts it in is Madison. Yeah. He's the only one that team that I think it deserves, like, to be in the Premier League, to be honest. Oh. Do you know what I mean? They, but, they've stunk yeah. it up. And I think if they didn't have the quality in the team that they do mm. and, the, and the quality of manager they do, they would be they would be stuck. And that's obviously like an easy thing to say, like if they were if they were worse, they would be they would be relegated. Yeah. But like they're lucky they have that quality to fall back on. Yeah. That the players are that they, they do have are just such a good base level that they probably will skip relegation this season. Yeah. But like something needs to change in that in that squad. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a weird one with Harvey Barnes, because yeah, like I said, every time I watch him, he's such a handful for whatever defender he's coming up against or whatever, whatever fullback. And he hasn't really I think he's been injured any time he's been close to an England call up. And maybe his injury record is part of the problem. But yeah, I just think his finishing is probably just below like a very decent level. But his like pace, his strength, his ability to carry the ball, all very top tier. I, I just think, think I'd like to see him at like the, the problem is, in terms of the England shout, there's just so much competition in that place. Where, and that is the elite competition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I but I mean, I mean, he offers like a different thing to like the players that I can picture, apart from maybe Rashford on the left wing. Yeah. The rest are all very like inverted forwards like Grealish like Foden whereas he's more like Rashford that he'll hug the touchline and carry the ball well, I, I feel like if you had Foden out on the left he would hug the touchline more he's, he, he is like one of the most technically gifted left footed players in mm. the Prem I think he tends to come but in he more, likes though. to come in doesn't yeah. he And but we say like you're looking at the likes of if you said Saka on the left his best role's on the right yeah. you're saying Grealish, uh, Foden on the left his best role's through the middle mm. so yeah I mean but he's looking at the likes of Rashford and Grealish and yeah I'd Just like can't. to see Harvey Barnes in a better team because I think there is... It's Harvey Barnes. Ooh. There's a baller there. But look, give me no, your... No, wait, scrap that. You're missing one. I, I don't think you have this guy on your list. I hope not. Wilf. Wilf Nonto or Wilf Zaha? Zaha. Oh. Shout out Willie Nonto. Yeah, Willie Nonto, man. But if... Wilf Zaha. Yeah. Did you see apparently um, Al Natad, Cristiano Ronaldo's? Or is he at Al Nassar? I don't know. He's at Al Nassar. Al Nassar. Uh, the the ju- I think they just lost to you, I think. Oh, well, was, I think, yeah, so it's like the top yeah. two. Anyway, they put in like a £9 million a year bid for um, Wilf. As in his wages? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's on a, his contract runs out at the end of the season. Yeah. So he'll be gone for free. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and Wilf Zaha is a weird one for me because I think he had all the talent in the world. Mm. And I think he, I don't think he's underperformed to his talent. I think no. he's, he's, re, he's played, obviously he's played at a very good level. He's been Palace's talisman for basically yeah, his entire player. career. It's just, I would, I never know how good he could have been. Yeah. And it, like we said, if we were doing one where we take into account their past achievements and what they've done in the Prem, so he's like double digit goal scorer in the Prem for like, Every God knows, season. like 10 yeah. seasons in a row. So you could take that into account, but we're not taking that it, into account. Into At the minute, so he's right now, top 10. He, he is having a sort of a rough season. So a palace, yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's not good there. There are times where he looks excellent and you just like, I had him my fantasy team for, for weeks and mm. he had a couple of good runs and then suddenly it's like out of nowhere, he just disappears. Yeah, I feel And you. like there is no output. So it's the inconsistency for me that like, doesn't get him into the top 10. But we'll break into the top 10. You want to kick it off or do you want yeah, to Yeah, you off? start because I reckon my 10th place is like a, a good one. Is it a good one? Yeah. And I put him 10th because I had to like, I feel like mine is slightly biased, but I, I try to de-bias it a little bit. I just bit. want to disclaim in my list, yeah, I put this together on a 10-minute train. 
That's what it's so, all about. So the more I think about it now... They say the more you think about it, the more you do like panics and stuff. No, nah, the so more I think about it, the more arguments I'd have for my players. Okay. I've just got a vibes here. <laughs> That's all it's all about. Give me and ten. it's going to be so rough because I'm just going to have to back it. Tenth place. Who you Tenth got? place. The man from Newcastle, mate. Miguel Amaron. I don't know why I'm doing this. Okay, it's not Italian. Miguel Amaron. <laughs> he's had a season. He's and Paraguayan. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's had a quality season. He's had a quality season. I, th- I saw a tweet saying um, if Maradona got tested at whatever World Cup it was, someone's got to do the same to Miguel Amaron this season. Yeah. Well, I think he hadn't scored in like five or six, but luckily for your case, he scored on the weekend to get Newcastle the 2-1 win against Wolves. I think we've we've always seen he's a, been an excellent player. like, And I think he's sort of gone under the radar because his output hasn't been there. Mm. And I think for a lot of these players on my list, like the ones at the top, the difference between them and the, the ones in the like the lower brackets are the output. Yeah, 100%. Bit, it's like you can be an excellent dynamic winger. That's what makes But you until you have player. consistent output, yeah. it's... But there is a player on my list who I argue... Who I will argue that his importance to the system overweighs the importance of output in, his, in this position. If you've got Anthony in your top 10, I will chin you. I don't... Here on air. Mate, even my takes aren't that bad. Okay, good. But yeah, so uh, Miguel Amaron, my number 10, I think he's had in the stellar season. Yeah. I agree. I, I, he was... He was flirting with my top 10, but I think his, he's kind of like Jared Bowen in the sense that his, his uh, barnstormer of a season is happening now, whereas Jared Bowen's happened a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, potentially. I mean, but if we had done this last season, Jared Bowen, Bowen would have yeah, been 100%. No, I'll back it. So, my 10th place, I wonder if he's even in your list. I'd argue uh, January signing of the window... Is that a, th- a phrase? Best signing of the January window, Leandro Trossard. Yeah, I um, I was thinking about having Trossard in. I think it's he's so good. He is good. He is he is a, a bl- unbelievable player. But I don't know if that just becomes because of his like wing play. Like I, I his position is out wide on the wing. Yeah, yeah. I know he's been playing as um, like a false nine, like a for, false nine for Arsenal in recent games, but it's a weird one for me. Why is it a weird one for you, Luke? Because he he's done all right this season. He's had a good season. Try and explain to me why you think he's he should. He's be in top almost 10. in the he bracket of that systemic player, but his importance to the system is better than his output. He's he, a player that you can't even make the argument now that he's in a team that is cooking because he was so good at no, Brighton. Yeah, no, he yeah, and he's been doing it in the prem for four or five seasons and I know we're not taking previous seasons into account but he started the season with Brighton and he was quality mm. somehow Arsenal got a free run at him signed him for absolute pennies in this market 21 million for a prem proven winger in like his prime that's crazy slotted straight into this Arsenal team got three assists on the weekend yeah I the know, guy yeah. is so technically gifted and I miss the days of Arsenal having just technicians all over the pitch We've got so many techie dons now, and he's one of them. And I think he's quality. I think I think he is an unbelievable. I think he's a really good sign. I think he's a great squad player. I think you tie him down to the fact that he might not get ninety minutes every week. Yeah, and he's happy with that. You've got a brilliant player in your hands. But I just yeah, I don't know. I like he's it's with <laughs> it's me. Okay. Like, I, think, I'll allow I you. think he's actually his best games for Arsenal have been when he's been playing that false nine role. Yeah. What so he which does is, which is weird for me. It's perfectly matched with I think if he had a player on the wide spot that didn't do what Martinelli does, it'd be a mess. But Martinelli loves to come in central and then 
Trossard can rotate out yeah, so to where it's he's a bit more of a fluid dynamic up front. So Saka just always holds that right hand side, and then them two just rotate, and it's so nice. Yeah, I I, I can understand. I fully back you having him in your list. I just think there's ten better wingers in the league. Disagree, but I'll go for my ninth spot now, and I know we're kind of uh, it's hard to kind of follow our train of thought because saying oh people that are good this season, we're not taking past seasons into account. Here I am saying that nine, my ninth place Don is. Hyunmin Son. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't I even think, know I how think, to. I like, think the sort of like, it, yeah, yeah, the rationale of this video should is like sort of the <laughs> best five. He's the best wingers of 2022-2023 season with an asterisk for just vibes as well. But I feel like if you take if you took Son out that Tottenham team and put him into another team, he'd, he'd cook. be cook. He'd, he'd cook. Yeah, he'd be he cooking. Would. You can't argue, and I know I'm saying this again. Looking at Son's track record in the Prem, it's golden, mate. He is arguably, and if you ignored this season, probably top two wingers in the Prem, him and Salah. Yeah, I, I don't think you can argue with that. I think like, he got the golden boot last season. He, penalties. So good. He has had a stinker this season. And I don't know what you can put that down to if he's just not getting on with Conte style of play, if it's just Spurs in general being a bit shit, if he's got something internally that is not cooking for him. But you know... There's a player there, and he is so good, and he's such a handful when he's on crud. And he's a nice guy. And he's a lovely guy, man. Yeah. So, ninth place. He's probably not going to be happy with that. He's probably not watching. But ninth place, could mean some for me. My ninth place Talk is um, someone sort of at the the opposite trajectory this season in terms of their career. Okay, Brennan Johnson. He was on my notable omissions, but I didn't include him because I thought, nah, I think crack the top ten. Himself and Morgan Gibbs White have been the two star- uh, shining stars of Steve Cooper's resurgent Nottingham Forest. I think I that agree, the yeah. beginning of the season was obviously very rough for them. I think they were pretty much noted to be down by Christmas. Yeah. They went on a decent run, started the new year, and I think that's Brendan Johnson. He's, he's, I think he's done very well. I can get up his goal numbers here. I've, I have forgotten them, but. He has got. He's recently cooking isn't seven he? Like, goals and two assists in his debut season. Yeah, in a struggling and I think he's team. on like four and four as well. It's like it's come recently as well. He's yeah, and there. I think even the games where Forrest were really struggling at the beginning of the season, he was sort of their dynamic break-off player. Like he, you could tell he was a good player last season. Mm. He was their player. Of the, like he was their top top player. Yeah. The Forrest all over guys, if you're watching, you can let us know. But I does think, he make your top ten prem wingers? Cause yeah, that seems a little bit mad. Yeah, I, I've. This season, mm. I think he could be in with the conversation. I think he will go on to do big things. Yeah. No, I do agree. I think there's an absolute player in there. And like you said, I think him and Morgan's Gib- uh, Morgan Gibbs-White, quality players. And they've got like a nice little link up. But top 10, that seems a bit ballsy to me. Would you take him over Trossard? Probably not. Oh, you've had a howler there. Then, no, no, probably, <laughs> probably not. But like, if I was building a team for the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Right. Should we do eighth place and then we'll go for a little break? We will do that. We'll do that. Do you want me to kick off my eighth place? Yeah, yeah, you do eighth first. Matoma. Mad. Baller. I'm not going to spoil it about where he is, but he's higher up my list. He is a disgusting baller. Mate, I think we're doing this episode six months down the line. Six months previously, we don't even know who they are. Yeah, no, no. I think (laughs) six months, a year's time. He, he could be top four. Mate, he, he'd probably be at like Man City. There is a reason he's got a degree. He's got a PhD in dribbling. My guy yeah. is... He, he's absolutely... 
come to the Premier League and just tore it up. Mate. Brighton have done it again. And he just will be like just the next coming of like just techie Asian like hundred million next summer, easy. Mate, I'm thinking Maybe like this summer. Shinji uh, Kagawa, like back in the day, yeah. Mixed with but mixed with Son. Mixed with do you remember Ryu Mayachi that was at Arsenal? It's like a Japanese Don. He was shit. But all he had on football manager, he had like twenty out of twenty pace. He was a disgusting shout out Chris if you're watching. He was a guy, um, pal of ours. Yeah. We always used to make Japanese ultimate teams and he loved yeah, Ryu Miyachi. Yeah, Miyachi, yeah. He was he was um, the Leicester striker that came on and scored. Like, Shinji Kagawa? No, yeah. No, no. Uh, Okazaki. Okazaki. Okazaki, just come off the bench and scored Who's Shinji Kagawa? Oh, Shinji Kagawa, yeah. Okazuke Honda, mate. We're just oh. rattling off Asian footballers now. This is Oh, mate, that is, he was good. Is this allowed? Can we do that? <laughs> but no, yeah, but like... Um, Karu Matoma, yeah. what an absolute player. So good. And like we said, um, I think what I like about him is he's got the dribbling, he can carry the ball, but his end product is good. Yeah, he's actually And that's got what it. I was saying about players that like don't have end product, like Anthony. Yeah, you can... And he's not in my top 10, I'll promise you that. But... Sorry, I just burped. Um, you can facilitate a role, but at this level... You need end product. You can facilitate a role if you're in like League One, League Two, and you're uh, kind of battling for relegation, trying to stay in the league. Facilitate a role, help your team. But if you're battling for leagues, you're battling in Europe, you're getting in that team on end product. I argue, and I will argue this point, yeah. I think 99% of wingers, yeah, yeah, should be judged on their end product. Yeah, 100%. I think there is there is a minute minute amount of players in in a, in even smaller amount of teams yeah. who shouldn't be judged on that sort of ethos they they should be judged on what they bring to the team yeah and i think there's a massive argument to be made there but yeah no I, Matoma, I do agree and for me i'm an end product guy and that's why i like matoma that's why i like rashford at the moment that's why i like saka all these man end product men and matoma he's in that he's in that category because he he gets goals he gets assists he's brighton's main man you got enough time left to uh, quickly bash out your number eight? Raheem Sterling. Still. Is he in your list? Is he in your no. top 10? Is he not? Not this season, man. And I think that is kind of a, uh, a damning... Yeah, a damning kind of status on, I don't know, Chelsea, his career trajectory. I think he could be. Because he's still... He's in his prime. I still think he's good. And he made that move to Chelsea to kind of kind of take him his personal he wants to be the spotlight yeah his personal spotlight to the next level because he was getting drowned out of City by all the other stars and not getting the game time and he was like I'll make that move to Chelsea I'll be Chelsea's star man he's actually fallen into a bit of a trap where Chelsea have been terrible Chelsea have been dog and now he plays right wing also back. they've got so many stars they're getting more stars in and they don't play with and they wingers. don't play with like yeah out and out wingers he's he's falling off a, an absolute cliff but, I think, I think, like you said, he's good. still good. Yeah, he's no, he good. is good, and I think, like, I think Chelsea have looked better in recent weeks under Potter, mm. and I think if he is given the time, which I think he will be, yeah, they will turn into a tidy little outfit because there's no way he can spend that much money. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Jao Felix, he, he's good. Enzo Fernandez, he is. He he's good. Like, he's really good. Yeah, he is he's good. really good. So, I've, yeah, uh, ever since you gassed him up, I've been looking at him a little bit closer, and I do like what. Yeah, I'm no, he is really good, good player. Not quite 120 million yet, but could no, be. But I yeah. agree. Sterling, still an absolutely quality player. And um, I think he is just 
kind of stuck in that Chelsea rut at the moment. But I think no. Once if if it if cooks, they pull out of it, he will shine. Yeah, 100%. he will shine. And like, there's been links with Arsenal looking at him. I know I wouldn't be mad if we went in and got him, but I think he wants to stay there and make it work. I respect that. And yeah, I like Sterling. I've always thought he's a baller. So he's one of those players. So direct. He's a player where his end product has never been as good as he is. He is like a... He will break the lines. He is like one of the best players in the world. Off at the shoulder. Like off the shoulder, yeah. carrying the ball. But his end product is like... I don't also, want to dig him out. decision making His end well. product is like Harvey Barnes level. I, I think but he's, he's like so good at the actual footballing part. The footballing part. No, That's the, why... Get, get into the end product zone and then it kind of falls off a cliff a little bit. That's why he's number eight in your list. Bash. Come back after the break to find out the rest of our list. Top seven. Bash! Mm. Top seven. Back again. Um, as we were talking about Matoma, I'll crack off with my top seven. Seventh place, Matoma. I think, as we've said... You know what? He's in my top ten as well. As we've said, top baller. And first season in the Prem to crack our top ten is quality. That's an elite list as well. <laughs> yeah, we put hard effort into this one but um yeah no he's so good and like you said he he's only going to get better the more that brighton get better they've only been under deserby for a couple not a couple of months but a few months he'll get better brighton are going to get better if they can hold that team they probably won't i can imagine so i say that even though so i say that, do you see he signed a new contract my yeah. guy came out on Insta. Like, was like, I need sorry, to leave. guys, I'm leaving. I need to leave to feed my family. <laughs> and then signed, <laughs> begged it and then signed a new contract. But, no, they, but it was so under the radar. It's so weird. No one knew. And then, um, so yeah, but if they keep that squad, keep Deserby, because I know a couple of teams are looking mate, at him. They've got like Levi Colwell. They've yeah. got, they get Tariq Lamptey back to like... Mate, they've got a nice little squad. If they keep them mate, cooking... Mate, Mark Kukareo, who? Mate, Yves Basuma, who? Yeah. They have stinking seasons, mate. I don't know what it is about Brighton, but there's something in their recent DNA, yeah. Estupanan is better than Cucurella. <laughs> and Saicedo is better than Basuma. Mate, they just... Mate, they're, they're probably like... They're probably like... Fight me. Please, come take Saicedo. They've probably got some man in like come the... Come take Saicedo. Can't take Matoma, mate. We've got some 15-year-old Paraguayan. Mate. Amaron's little brother. I was thinking about this. Though, like, who's the man that scouted uh, Carrot Skellia from the, like, the Georgian... Like, I saw a tweet. It was like a Moneyball tweet. It was like a picture of um, Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like the one, the one scout. Yeah. You'd be yeah. so gassed. But yeah, no, I always think this. is like, how can the top six scouting departments exist? They should just cull them and just be like... Because all they're doing... You see so many people at the moment, Man United and Liverpool, both linked to Jao Polina from Fulham. And it's like, they signed him for like 30 million last summer. How are people wanting... Man United are happy to pay like 80 mil for him now. I'm not being funny yet, but like... What this, a mess. This, this is a conversation for another day because that is one of the ma- massive issues mess. football where like... And it probably will go on forever where big teams can just come in. But that is a conversation for another yeah, day. Yeah, sorry. Also, Mutoma, I just want to shout out, yeah. Musonda at Chelsea. Yeah, Charlie Musonda. Yeah, he's um, come back after like, a horrific injury where the... The like initial in, uh, view of it was that he was never going to play football again. Mad. He gave him like a 5% chance and he's back... Um, so yeah, shout out. We can put that in our, do you know that segment where I did Ken Temo and it was like, yeah. oh, that's made me happy. Yeah. Shout out Charlie Musonda. Also, shout out David Brooks from Bournemouth. Oh, David Brooks, Came mate. back from having a cancer scare or yeah. I think he had cancer. No, yeah, uh, it was, yeah. And uh, diagnosed with cancer, came back. 
on the bench on the bench yeah. for their one 0 win against Liverpool. What a man! Yeah, no. So that's stuff that makes you smile. All right, bash. So yeah, seven play for Matoma. Who's Matoma. your seventh? My seventh place for. Hmm. That was a bit all over the place, that little segment. But we're Is back. It not my sixth place. I don't know. No, yeah, I'm giving me your seventh. Oh, your seventh. I don't know, mate. I don't know. We're on. Yeah, seventh place. Talk to me. Darwin, Darwin Nunez. He came from Benfica to the Big Reds. Yeah, he's he's better as a winger than he is a striker. Yeah, a million percent. And he that, is probably if I was going to take an L in this list, it was probably not including Darwin Nunez in mine. Yeah, I, do you know what he's like? We said I say this week on week in the podcast. He is chaos, chaos yeah. and I love it. And like you, even though his output's not been quite there. Mm. I think he will Still come good. good. Yeah, I yeah. think he will come good. And I think he is scoring goals. Like, yeah, like, I think he gets... It's hard to, ma- like, uh, juggle and match up the the sheer amount of chances he misses. Because it is a lot. But, like we said, his output is okay. I think he's on, like, nine goals, five assists or something like that. That's not bad for your first season. And you're not getting every start. You're not getting a full night. And the rest time. of Liverpool team have been and pretty dead. And the Liverpool team has been dead. Can you imagine how many goals Two's he would be right. on if Trent could put a ball into a box? Yeah, if he was in last season's Liverpool, mate, he's already on 20 goals. Easy. And so, yeah, I do agree. I think he, he does cook in a fully functioning Liverpool team. And it'd be weird, it'd be interesting to see how if they bring Jota back into the fold, Luis Diaz still to come back. Yeah, They've true. got a lot to play with. That's <sighs> yeah. a lot of firepower. Luis Diaz, to be fair. Yeah, that's a lot of firepower. So it'd be interesting to see how they can... Oh, you might see them line up like a 4-2-4 or something. Yeah, just attack, mate, because their defence is whack. Mate, so if you just outscore the opponents, you'll probably win every yeah, game. Just, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, give me your sixth place. My sixth place? Yeah. My sixth place is... He's the man that I've been talking about in terms of the output is not what I'm judging on here. Okay. Do you have any idea who it might be? Well, uh, as, as soon as you say the word no output, I think Anthony. Yeah, it's But not it's him. not Anthony. I'm going to go with a... Stay, uh, stay in Manchester. Jack Grealish? Yeah. Jackie boy! Jack Grealish is my number six. So... Put her there because he's also my number six. Oh, we can talk about there it. Yeah, we're talking about So, him. yeah, talk to me. He had a sort of a rough start to his time at City. I think yeah. the £100 million price tag never didn't help, but he's probably worth near of that for me because, yeah. and I think Gareth Southgate also sees this too. He offers you so much more than just like goals and assists. Yeah. So, in Man, Man City team, you've got this guy up front. Called Erlen Haaland. Yeah. You, might, you should keep an eye out for him. He's quite good. Yeah. He scores. Your fun fact. He will good. score all the goals, yeah. Yeah, facts. You've got a midfield maestro in Kevin De Bruyne, who you think is on his way out. Come at me. But he he is the one that will find Haaland pretty much all the time. Yeah. Your wide players are weird because sometimes you want them to get to the byline and cut back for Haaland, yeah. but sometimes you want them to come into the middle. But I think Pep is very crucial in the fact that he wants his wide players to stay pretty wide. Hmm. Like, so when you've got players inverting wingers, sort of like Foden, we spoke about him before, or in Bernardo Silva, doesn't really like to go play t- hug the touchline, doesn't like to go to the byline, sort of likes to play inside that those little pockets of space. Mm. Jack Grealish obviously is something way different. Yeah. He, will, he will stretch the lines, but he will do it from picking up the ball deep. Yeah. He gains you, like, in, like an American football team, he gains you yards on that on the pitch. I'd say he's probably the best ball carrier in the Prem. Yeah, and he he draws fouls like no other player. Joke. And so say if you're if you're Man City, yeah, and you're 
1-0 up against Real Madrid mm. in the Champions League final, 60th minute, is the ideal player to bring on. Because... Don't say that to Man City fans. That'll give him trauma. Recurring trauma. All you've got to do yet is get him the ball Mm. and he will take you 10 yards up the pitch and get you a foul. Mm -hmm. He will will alleviate Mm. pressure in your defence. I think such an underrated part of his game. And I think that's what Gareth Southgate likes about him as well. Yeah. Is that he... People call out for him to start every game for England. And I think he's matured as a player. He's gone from being this like phenomenal five-star skiller like attacking output centre attacking mid to a left winger and he, he used to cut in and bang him in from like 20 yards for Aston Villa like every game he was he was unbelievable he's adopted to the system he's now a system player mm. which makes him so much more valuable yeah I totally agree I think he's so good and I'd say for Man City post World Cup he didn't have the best kind of start of the season but post-World Cup, he's come back. And I'd say he's Man City's best player. And I think a lot of Man City fans from what I've seen on Twitter and just all over the place, he's getting a lot of love at the moment. I think he he offers, like you said, something very different to what they've got. They've got a lot of players that are tiki-taka, one-touch pass. He is so good at carrying the ball, baiting defenders in, like you said, winning fouls. He's so good at holding the ball on that, holding the ball that extra second and if you hold the ball that extra second, it opens like a different passing lane. Because a lot of people give the ball at like a certain moment and they don't see the full picture. He's very good at holding it, being calm, and then finding the right pass at the last moment. And so, yeah, I think he's so good. And I think he's, he's worked, cooking, man. I think at the beginning of the season, you could see that the way he was playing wasn't conducive to where Harden was. Yeah. And I know Harden's sort of like goals per game has fallen off a little bit. But it's falling off from like some ridiculous number. Yeah, it was never going to. But I think him and Jack Grealish are starting to get a bit of an understanding of where they want each other to be. Mm. And like, it obviously will come with game time, and it will come with under different circumstances. Obviously, the this, the game's not going to be the same every time, every week. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's interesting. I, mean, I think he's becoming a really intelligent player, and um, yeah. he it probably could be higher up on my list. I but. think he, his time at Aston Villa, he was like the star man, and I think a lot of his coaches must have just seen him and be like you're Jack Grealish, you go out and have fun, win the game. But he's come, gone now to a team where he is no longer the big fish in the small pond. He is now a very medium fish in an ocean of talent. And so he, the manager's never going to be like, you're Jack Grealish, you go out and have fun. He's learning more now than he probably ever has. And like you said, back then, it probably was like a lot of instinct and he'd just play off the cuff and vibes. Now you can tell that he's learned so much from Pep from the men around him and he's yeah like you said just so much more intelligent his final decisions are always better he knows when to release when to hold the ball yeah he's more intelligent player and I think that's yeah testament to Pep testament to him being like ballsy enough to make that move to Man City and and not crumble under the fact that it didn't work out yeah shout out Jack Grealish mate you're top G um number five Ruz top five this guy I am I might get some daggers but Mo Salah is fifth on my list. What do you want to say about that? Just whatever, mate. I think a lot of it is Liverpool's problem. It's not my Yeah, problem. yeah, well clearly, yeah. Well like he is he just is good though. He is still good. He's so good. As we saw against Man United, when he's cooking, he is cooking. When it was one nil at half time, I tweeted I know Salah hasn't got a goal or assist at this point, but you could just tell he was on crud that game. And then the second half happened and we know what happened. They scored six. I think he scored one and assisted two or three. 
He was so good that game. I think Liverpool's worry is that they're only turning up for big games at the moment. We'll talk, we might talk about them losing 1-0 to Bournemouth after um, smashing Man United. And it's like, how can you go from this to that? But in big games, I don't think there's a better big game player in the Prem than Mo Salah. Yeah, I think he is. A, he just is a top, top player. Elite. The, I think the problem is, though, Liverpool, they, they're scoring goals still. Mm. Like, I mean, they scored nine past Man United, who were on a very good run of form. Um, it's just 90% of the games this season their defence is just so shaky their yeah. midfield is non-existent so how can you ever have like as a as an attacking player how can you ever be fruitful and have the output you had in, in previous seasons when your defence are like half as good as they were yeah no you know 100% what I mean? he probably lacks what? that kind of comfort in the defence I bet if you look at his I haven't actually looked into this stat but if you look at his sort of chance conversion this season it's probably higher if not the same as previous seasons he's just getting less chances yeah maybe because I think for me there's definitely a drop off he he isn't as menacing I don't think no he's not as I think a lot of fullbacks are still scared of him obviously he's so good but I think in seasons gone by out of the 38 games a season, you're expecting Mo Salah to drop a 8, 9 out of 10, 30 of the 38. Now, I reckon maybe he's half. I'll make it like 15, 16. And that, like we said, could be a Liverpool problem. But I think he's, yeah, he's, I think he's missing that link up with someone like Firmino. Maybe Gakpo will get there. He's missing the link up that you have with Trent. Henderson, when he used to go out to the right-hand side and Salah would tuck in. I think, he's, I think a lot of it is uh, Liverpool's problem. But for me, I can't give Mo Salah his flowers for this season. Cause, they haven't bloomed. Because it's not because he isn't kicking. It's that I can name four people, in my opinion, that are kicking harder. That is how the list works. Bash. That is how the list works. Give me your fifth place. Oh, I actually don't remember. Where it... Oh, no, I do. Oh, I do. Mine and your fourth and fifth. Are the, yeah. No, right. fifth and sixth, right? Yeah. No, fourth and fifth. What? We're waffling. So Mate, I've I've lost my list. So my fifth oh, place yeah, yeah, yeah. is Salah. Your fourth uh, fifth place is Riyad Mahrez. And my fourth place is Riyad Mahrez. And your fourth place is Mo Salah. Talk to me about Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez, he just is good. Is there anyone with a better first touch than him? Mate, he's the most beautifully techie don in the Prem, and I will die on this hill. Yeah, I agree. It's not even a hill, but yeah, I'm embarrassed to die on. It's a good hill. He just he so is. Good. You're dying a beautiful hill. So good, mate. He is unbelievable. His touch, his finesse on the ball. He watching him is like watching the Mona Lisa being painted. Beautiful he just is good. But talk to me. Does the system hold him back? I think what he has shown is that he's so obviously a quality player because Pep's been there for what like six, seven years now, and he's had like I'd say maybe two squad turnovers in that time. But Mares has stood Mares and Kevin De Bruyne have like stood the test of time in terms of those squad turnovers. They've always been in those squads and they've always been pretty much first teamers. Like both of them are dropping off slightly now. They're not always playing, but they're pretty much first name on the team sheet. And for Mares, he's just you get so many ratings in my opinion if you're like disgustingly two footed. He is, and I. that's why I really like Leandro Trossard. That's why I love Santi Cazorla back in the day. Mm. If you can just look at a man 
and they have no idea what way you're going to go. <laughs> yeah, they try shows in there until your week of foot, but it doesn't exist. Exactly. With Anthony, like we said on podcast, you just show him um, onto his, his right, right foot, foot and Gaze is a mess. Whereas Riyad Mahrez is probably the most two-footed player in the Prem. He can go either way. So technically good. And yeah, that's just ratings for me. I love it. Yeah, he is. he's just unbelievable. Yeah, he's just really good. I don't really even good. Have, and I don't his know. outputs. We were talking about output earlier. He's one of those players that he's he never loves had... He goal against Chelsea, doesn't he? He's never had bad output. He's never like had to acclimatise to the Prem or acclimatise to Man City when he moved. He's just got into that team, got into Leicester, immediately cooked. Got into Man City, immediately cooked, and then stayed cooking. I he's don't... so I, good. I actually don't think there's a team in the Premier League he probably doesn't start for. Mate, he'd walk into every team in the Premier League. Maybe... Maybe, maybe, maybe. I Actually, think, I don't want to say this now because it ruined. I my... think he, I think he might walk into Arsenal. I don't think he starts think, over I, Saka. I think he is good. I do, but I think you might. You he, he you, does you, not start over Bukayo Saka. You would, you would find a way to get them both in. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you start, you start Saka left wing back. Oh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> um, right. So that's Metal. four and five done. Luke, or shall I go for third? I'll Are go. You, you got the same player. Gabriel Martinelli. Congratulations, my handsome little boy. Arsenal representation. Wait, I think our top three are the same. Should we just list them out then? Or yeah. We, no, we'll go through them. Uh, Martinelli, talk to me. Why do you like Martinelli? Because oh, this has been his breakout season. We've seen glimpses of it, but he has been unbelievable this season. What's he on? 12 goals this season now? I think 11 goals and five. He just, he, and he had that little bit of like, he had about four game spell where he didn't score a goal. Which is insane because he is so young. Yeah. It's literally his first season where he's getting 90 minutes, 90 minutes, 90 minutes. And he is such a vital part of this team. He's so vital that Leandro Soso, who's come in, the experienced player, has been shifted out of his position. And that's probably just due to how he works in the system. Like He can probably play that false nine better than uh, Martinelli can. But Martinelli, oh my God. Is there anyone actually better than coming inside and, and just finding corners? like? I don't know. He's I could just... talk about Martinelli for ages because I think he is so good and so painfully underrated. And by, uh, by Brazil as well. Brazil, he could have easily got more minutes in a World he, Cup. He starts over Richarlison. For, Richarlison, dog, mate. Get him out. Martinelli is probably barring Vinny Jr. And somehow you get Martinelli and Vinny Jr. into the team together because they're both quality. But Martinelli, I could talk about him all day. So good. And I like that you brought up his kind of four game spell where he didn't score and that's when you know that this kid is he's the real deal he's world class levels because no no other 18 year old how is he 18 19 no other 19 year old is getting absolutely slaughtered I saw Arsenal fans coming for him I saw pundits coming for him oh he hasn't scored in four games mate the kid's 18 years old if you're getting judged on a four game spell of not scoring at 18 you're very good mate that's all I can say I just I think if he went for anything less than like 80 million mate we paid 5 million for this kid yeah he is he is different and I think also what a lot of Arsenal players have going for them right now is the mentality side of it as mentality, well mentality we're they, all cooking they're just they are mentality monsters and I think that if they win the title it will be because of that but yeah no, yeah, I, he, I don't really have anything else to say like, and he just he proves it on the pitch every week every week he is so good and the minute he doesn't start you notice him missing but then you're like oh we got him off the bench to come on and he, he against Villa like, yeah look at the difference he made coming on I think what he offers as well 
and I'll compare it to Saka on the other wing, is Saka, for me, is the best to do it at the moment. But in the final third, or more likely in the box, actually, in the final third, Saka's quality, but in the box, he could still work on his finishing a tad. But Martinelli, in my opinion, his finishing he's is a killer. so good. He's yeah, exactly that. He's a killer, mate. In the box, he always finds the back of net, always finds a way to get a shot off. He's more concerned about getting a shot off than getting that extra pass. And that's what I love. I love players that are just a little bit selfish. Not too selfish that you piss me off. They, but they don't selfish enough. It. He yeah. doesn't overthink it. Selfish I don't, enough I don't... to be like, I could make that pass, but I think I can get a decent shot I wouldn't shot even off. say it's selfishness. I think he, he just... Hungry, he, mate. He is simple in the way that he thinks. Like It's like, man is there, beat the man, create space, shoot. Bosh. Or, beat the man, create space, pass. He... And, He's techie, man. Come back after the break. Find out. Top two. Top two. Bash. I think you already know what's coming. Come on, the boys. We're back. And it's time to unveil. Unveil? Unveil. Unveil England's two best wingers. I think we just go for number one. Because once you get rid of number two. Oh, maybe we do number two? Yeah, we'll talk about number two. Because yeah, actually there is a big name that's omitted from this list. Number two at the moment what? is Are probably... We? Oh my God, what? What have we done? What have you, what? We've omitted the... Like, oh, okay, just carry on. Right, number two. Number two is probably the, the most informed man on the planet. The guy's on, what, like 16 goals in 17 games? Tim Irabonum. Got uh, QPR a dub over Watford, so he's chuffed. But yeah, Marcus Rashford yeah, has come back well. after the World Cup like a man possessed. A goal pretty much every game. He's second on both of our lists. He's, uh, he, he did quite a good job in the Barcelona game. He yeah. was pretty good in the Newcastle game. He's just good. He's so good. But Talk to number me. one on my list. Number one on both our lists is baby boy Bukayo Saka. And so we're here, we're here and the, the reason, the disparity between them and my list comes down to one thing. Talk to me. Where was Marcus Rashford before the World Cup? Thank you. That, that, no, no, no. So if Sorry. if Marcus Rashford had had this form since the beginning of the season, yeah. one he'd be outscoring Erling Haaland. Yep. And he would be undoubtedly the best player in the world. Yep. But we've seen it before with Marcus Rashford. Probably not to this level. Yeah. We've seen it before. He is calm in spurts and he is absolutely look like a killer. Mm. And no one can get near him. Mm. But Bukayo Saka is consistency defined. The only time I've seen him actually like not have a good spell is in that documentary that that period and he like but he was still such an important part of the team yeah he is Bukayo Saka is just oh, talk to me and, about but my the thing, golden the thing boy is, though, man I will my argument between these two players is that Marcus Rashford is right here Bukayo Saka is consistently here but Marcus Rashford on his day Could if be, you yeah. if you took these two at their very very best Marcus Rashford is, is I think levels I think Marcus Rashford on his day, is like Mbappe, Mbappe, Vinicius Junior. There's a few players who on their day just like you might as well go home. But I, I think Zakaria Saka can do it. He can do it. Yeah. But I think the level is there. I've However, got things to say about my boy. Bukayo Saka all the way. He's was he just like he's 21. Just 21, 21, and he's a leader already. You can Mate. see it. I can't even begin to talk about this boy. He, just he makes the right decision every time. I just so imagine having this kind of absolute star just come up through the academy. He's 
he's just an Arsenal through and through. And like you said, he's carried Arsenal on his back through possibly the worst time ever in Arsenal's history. Finishing 10th, finishing 8th, finishing... So bad. Turmoil. Banter error, man. Mate, it was a mess. And this kid, 17, 18, 19 years old, growing up in very formative years with all this weight on his shoulders, goes to the um, Euros, misses that pen, getting even more belters. He's just like, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm actually the best player England has. Bun Harry Kane, bun Marcus Rashford, bun Phil Foden. I'm better than all of these, man. And I play for Arsenal. I love him. He's so good. Like you said, makes the right decision all the time. And I think if we're talking about him in a debate with Marcus Rashford, and I've said this on the pod before, Marcus Rashford, and this spell at the moment is kind of like a painting of Marcus Rashford. He will score you bare goals. But if he doesn't, he, he does nothing. Anything, he yeah. does nothing. Whereas Bukayo Saka will get you goals, get you assists. And if he doesn't do that, like against um, Fulham on the weekend, we scored three. He didn't assist, didn't score. But he was still dropping like a nine out of ten because he'd get involved in the play in every department. So elite. Uh, Join up play between defensively. Defense he's so good. So like, good. 66 tackles, I think, made the season for a player who plays... Right wing, right like, forward, yeah. and in a team which are like one of the best teams defensively. Anyway, so good. Like, he just is unbelievable. Like you're thinking behind him, he's got Ben White. He's played most of the games behind him this season. He's yeah. a centre back turned right back, mm. defensively solid. He's like his key attribute is being able to be defensive yeah, in terms yeah. of he's not there for his attacking output. Yeah, hundred percent. But he's still doing it. Yeah, like he is. Yeah, his turnover in possession is unbelievable. He is just an absolute baller. I think he's got the second highest uh, expected threat from carries in the league. Yeah, when I said Jack Grealish is the best ball carrier in the league, I think oh, it was between him and Bukayo for me. I think the difference is though, so like that stat measures where they pick up the ball and take it into to where they finish yeah. and then the expected goal number from where they, uh, they either receive uh, end the run or pass yeah. it off. So like the top player in the league, Gabriel Martinelli, two point. <laughs> 0.5 expected threat per carry. Saka at 2.0. Marcus Rashford at 1.6. Oh, that's what I'm saying. As like, I don't want to keep digging out Anthony, but these people, you're talking 1.6, 2.0, 2. whatever Martinelli was. These people pick up the ball and they want to want to make things happen in that box. They want they, to result in embarrassment subs. They want to, yeah, bring bring in embarrassment subs. They want to kill the other team every time they get the ball. And Arteta did this thing with Bukayo Saka where he's like trying to explain to Bukayo um, how you receive the ball and like the best way to receive the ball is either on like the half turn or as you're coming inside. And I can, now that I've watched that clip of Arteta saying that to Saka, all I can see is like Anthony Robinson, I think is a very good fullback. Saka was cooking him all game against Fulham. And it's just because Saka is so... And I think when he first signed, I was like, oh, this... well, not first signed, first got into the first 11. I was like, this kid's a bit small, but obviously he was. He was like 16 years old. He's a natural child. He's matured now and he is strong. Every time I see him up against a fullback, he is bullying them, pushing Also, them. what I like about him is his attitude because he gets, he gets fouled. Mate, he gets he, he, bullied. I don't know what it is yet, yeah. but re- like referees do not protect this boy. No. I've seen referees protect some players, yeah. Is it a a case of institutionalised racism? Uh, um, that's way above my pay grade. 
I don't think so. I just think he... I, do, I think because he doesn't look for fouls. There's a lot of white men, a lot of bald northern white men that are referees in the Prem. You're asking the wrong person, mate. I don't know. But I think it's... I, I, I personally think it might be that, but... <laughs> I, I think it's because he doesn't look for the foul yet. Yeah, he always tries to do more. Yeah, he he will always try to stay on his feet. Yeah, yeah. He will always try, like, whereas... So if people see him go down, they're just like, oh, he lost fair. It was pretty fair. Mm. I guess the argument can be made that if he goes down because he tries to stay on his feet, it's probably a foul. I don't know. It, But it's because he like he never really loses the ball yeah. in like a situation where it's a clear and obvious foul. It's, he's getting dragged and tussled because he's trying to stay up. Yeah. Whereas most players will go down the first instant, so it looks worse. But yeah, I don't know. Interesting situation. I saw my earlier, yeah. Talk to me. A big omission. Phil Foden, man. Yeah, but I think he's a, he's like a centre mid. He's, like a a he's a 10. We will yeah, die on this. This yeah, is the board draw yeah. hill. Phil like, Foden is a 10. Oh uh, Yeah, I was However, the same. I was like, do I put Phil? And then it's like, do you put Bernardo Silva? But yeah. they're both like 10s. They're not They're not out and out wingers, are they? Nah. They're best, the magic's in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. yeah. So if you come at us for not including Phil Foden... Watch the full vid, you donut. Um, but yeah, Bukayo Saka, best winger in the Prem. I'd argue, probably the best player in the Prem. Probably best player in the world. Saka, come on the pod, please. I would argue that if Arsenal win the league this season... Maybe. It's between him and Odegaard. Right, should we do predictions? A little bit of predictions. Bash! Okay, Nottingham Forest hosting Newcastle. I think this might be a tighter game than people would think. Friday night football as well. So Newcastle, 2-1 nice. winners against Wolves. We've got a smaller game week as well this week, so yeah. very nice. Um, kicking off Friday, seventeenth March, Nottingham Forest versus Newcastle. We'll be in Como Italia to watch yeah. this game. Very exciting times, but yeah. Um, don't forget to get involved in the giveaway. Sub on YouTube, follow on TikTok. Giving away an Ajax shirt, giving away a Como shirt. I think I think Newcastle should win this, but I think Forest might have a little bit about. I want to go for a one all draw. One all draw, yeah. Do you see Nick Pope? Again, on the weekend, should have got sent off. Mm. Guys having howlers. But did you see the Bradford keeper who... Oh, like, yeah, the lines the rugby were weird. Lines in yeah, the pitch, yeah. yeah, I saw That's, that. That is mental. That is, that is so quite funny. jarring, though. Yeah, you like, can from, tell from it was like a proper or you're from genuine like, mistake. Yeah, exactly. And I think the referee should be applauded here because he took that into context. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere else, that's a, f- like, a red like, card, straight yeah. red. But he took it into context. How are you playing with rugby yeah, lines yeah, on the pitch? That is so... You know, like FIFA, when you could have like the American football pitch? Yeah, it's tapped. It's just, yeah. Dry. What did you say? 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I'm going to go for a Newcastle win, but I do think it'll be tight. I'm going 2-1 Newcastle. Mm. Uh, Villa versus Bournemouth kicking off. Ooh. I like Villa under Emery. I, I like Bournemouth at the moment. I was I had uh, Ollie Watkins as an outsider on my list. He was... Yeah, I, I like Ollie Watkins. I think if he if, if he started... If he continues his form under Emery for the... Like since the beginning of the season when they didn't have Emery. Yeah. But he would have been in my list. I really like Ollie Watkins. I think he's just an offside merchant though, isn't he? He's always offside. And his finishing is dog. I don't think his finishing's I think it's bad. It's not he, great. He's like Darwin Nunez. He gets so many chances every game. And you'd be lucky if he scores one. He's like he's like a member of that like Brentford just like striker squad though, where they had like him, Mope. Mm. Ben Rama chipping him with goals, you know, back in the day. Brentford had a good team, mate. It's actually Saddens me to say, but yeah, I'm gonna go for uh, I'm gonna go for a two-one Villa, two-one Villa. Yeah, I, I like Bournemouth. Good result on the weekend against Liverpool. They were good against us. I think they've got something They're about hard them. Hard to beat, aren't they? They yeah. I think they were a uh, pre-January window. 
they were shipping so many they goals. Fodder, yeah. They got in some good um, defenders, a couple of good uh, midfielder, uh, midfielder additions. And yeah, the squad's not awful, but I think Villa, they look good. Going to go 2-0 Villa. 2-0 Villa. What did you say? I said 2-1 Villa. Nice. Um, Brentford versus Leicester. Brentford with their first loss of the season against Sean Dyche of the season. That can't be right. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. It's like their first loss in 10 games. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. probably of 2020. Ending their win yeah. streak. Sorry, yeah. 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 Um, against Sean Dyche's Everton. Dwight McNeil in the first minute. Mm. You would have thought. Um, Burnley boy doing it for a formerly Burnley manager. Come on. Wow, who would have thought. Um, Brentford versus Leicester. I think Brentford bounce back here. I really do. I'm going to go. They're playing. Are they playing tonight, Brentford? Nah, tomorrow night. Or the night after. Wednesday or Thursday, I think. Brentford are going to go to the... I think it's going to be a draw. One all draw. I think they'll bounce back. One all draw. Yeah, no, I've thought about it. Yeah, no, I think it'll be a draw as well. I'm going to go 2-2. Yeah. Like Southampton Spurs. Know. Southampton, good result against Man United. Very good result, yeah. I mean, helped Although, by the controversial red card. Yeah, maybe. I saw it. I think it was a red. I think it's a red, yeah. And I think when you go for a challenge like that, you either get the ball clear... Yeah, or you like you 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 well, you know what you're going in for like yeah, that yeah. that is the risk. He that he's that guy as so well. He always wants to leave a bit on the player. Did you see Tenog was like yeah. he's never been sent off in yeah, five. That doesn't make games. a difference, man. Yeah, I saw that. So like nine seasons at Real Madrid, he never had a red card or straight red, and now he's had two in like five games. I see him being a dickhead. Fair enough. Don't be a dickhead. Fair enough, man. Southampton uh, Spurs. Uh, it's just weird, isn't it? Like these two, like Spurs, That's sometimes so all right. Southampton, they they're like they're better under their assistant. They're like this interim manager than they were under Ruben Nathan Sellers, Jones. Yeah. Probably better than they were under Hassan who this season. I'll help you. I'm going for a one-one draw. I'm gonna go two-nil Spurs. Two-nil Spurs. Yeah. Wolves leads. Wolves leads. I don't care. One-all. One-all. I'm gonna go for a one-nil Wolves. Chelsea Everton. 4-1 Chelsea. 4-1 Chelsea. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be 1-0 Chelsea. 1-0 I'm going to go 2-0 Chelsea. And then to end it, Sunday, the only game on Sunday. Unless, there must be like FA Cup or something. No, it's the classical Sunday one. Bosh. You meant to spud me there. Um, oh, oh, my bad. Uh, uh, Arsenal against Crystal Palace. I thought you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Say no to racism. Big up. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Arsenal win. Oh, just Yeah, I don't know. Palace, I think Man City was sort of all right against Palace. And I think Palace put up a bit of like a firm display. Mm. They but just I, can't I, score at the moment. I just, oh, I don't know. But I think uh, I heard Vieira's under pressure. Yeah, I can imagine. But it, <laughs> could you imagine if Vieira like fails to secure Arsenal points against City and then like goes and smashes Arsenal 3-0? That'd be sad. I'll be but this is the this is the game that kicked off the season. It is. This wow. Is we watched Arsenal look how look how far pub. we've come. Yeah. Look how far we've come. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna go for a. I'm gonna go for a two, three two Arsenal. Three two. That'd be a good game. Mm. Show me where I'm be able to watch it because we'll be in Amsterdam watching Die Klassiker. Ajax versus Feyenoord. Biggest game of the uh, Dutch season. The Eredivisie. And we've decided, so I think at first we said we were going to release one big Euro Tour documentary. We're actually going to split it into two. So get excited for two pieces of big, fat, juicy content from the boys. The Bourgeois boys. Get very excited. This is our last pod pre-trip. Yeah, we 
So we won't have a podcast out next week, I don't think. You'll miss us, but yeah. it's okay because we'll come back. We're going to come back with content. content. But yeah, keep an eye on the socials because uh, we'll be posting whilst we're out there. And yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Get follow on our Twitter as well. I tweet all day, and no one's tweeting back to me. We so. got a tick now as well. Yeah, follow our Twitter, mate. But yeah, follow all our socials. Get involved in our giveaways. We've got the TikTok giveaway for the Como shirt and the YouTube giveaway for the Ajax shirt. All you got to do is actually follow us on. If you want to get involved in both, just follow us on both of those, and um, we'll release. We'll be announcing the winners of those competitions in the respective board draw Euro Tour video. So be subscribed to our YouTube to check it out. But yeah, it's been board draw guys. Thank you very much for watching. Episode see, you in, see you in Europe. And it's live. Bye.